Let's see if this works. Seriously now, don't you have better uses for $15,000? This is the open source Rivendell radio automation system. Hello, hello, this is Orcon DK, and this is an HBR episode on the Rivendell radio automation system. Now, as a warning, unlike my past two episodes, uh, this isn't scripted, well not much anyway. Um, I'm doing this as live because I have this strange idea about doing my own podcast um, and I don't really want to be reading from a script for all that so um, I'm doing this kind of like a radio show would actually be done. Um, I spoke about Rivendell in the last podcast I did along with lots of other uh, internet radio software things and Rivendell is probably the most complex of the lot because it is designed for real radio stations things um, you get software which you have to pay huge amounts of money for and it's uh, and they're all tied together so you can have a suite of machines and a suite of software all doing the editing, all doing the um, the queuing, creating um, playlists, all of that stuff, as well as playing back um, shows that it can automatically record. Um, Rivendell has all of this stuff, and it's all open source, free software, running on Linux, I think exclusively, although some things can work on, on Windows, I think some of the uploading. So, hopefully, this will get me into doing podcasting properly. Um, I want to do something where a sort of a, a magazine show um, talking about crap that I like uh, and also playing some Creative Commons music. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, so I'm going to play a track for you now. Um, this is all stuff that I've gotten from Gemendo. It's all Creative Commons. Uh, in fact, the music that's playing underneath me at the moment, which uh, I'll talk about how that's set up on the system later. This is uh, by a Serbian artist called Alexander Blue, um, which is really nice as a bit of uh, a bed music. But we'll talk about that later. We are now going to play you a track by Brad Sucks, as I'm sure everyone who knows about Creative Commons music has heard. Brad stuff, um, and this is tr my favourite track from his second album, uh, and it's called There's Something Wrong, which I hope is not going to be what this whole podcast is going to be like, so uh, let's go, let's click.
Okay, well, that didn't work quite well. Um, playing that, and then I got a phone call from the wife, so... Uh, I've probably cut that out on the podcast. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, why am I using Rivendell? Well, I wanted to try it out, and it's really... It's a bit of a pain to install, unfortunately. So, I'm going to go through a bit on how I installed it, and uh, when I installed it on, blah, 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 blah. So... You can, there is a, uh, a live CD, there's um, a few live CDs, I think they, they, um, the software is designed to run on OpenSUSE, but obviously it's Linux, so there's also a um, Debian package as well, um, but they're really old versions, uh, it's like 1.7 something, whereas the latest version is 2.0.3, probably, anyway, something like that, it's in the two. Uh, and I wanted to try out version 2 because it, uh, it does a few things differently under the hood and I didn't want to go through the messing about with upgrading it. So, um, so I am running Ubuntu Studio 12.04, which is the long-term support relief, which is uh, due out next month or the end of this month. Uh, I got the daily, installed it, uh, but it's on an external USB drive. Uh, which I talked about in my other uh, HBR episode. Um, so I can just plug in my external drive uh, into whichever machine that I happen to be using at the time, and uh, I can just boot up into a, a it's essentially a live session, although it does uh, it writes to the drive. It's like a hundred gig uh, partition on one of my external drives. Uh, which is all very good, so it means I can I can work it on at work, at work, and I can then come home and plug it into another machine, or even my laptop, or maybe netbook, but I don't think that fits on the screen. Um, I'm nattering. Let's carry on. Um, I picked Ubuntu Studio because obviously it has a lot of uh, audio stuff already installed, so I've got uh, Audacity and Ardor and a whole bunch of Jack stuff. Um, so that made it a little bit simpler. I didn't have to install a whole bunch of other things. Um, also, I kind of like uh, XFCE because that's what Ubuntu Studio has instead of Unity. Um, but it probably runs quite well in Unity if I tried it out, but we'll see. Um, so I was compiling from source, uh, which isn't too bad. Um, there's a few things bit dodgy one the the dot configure file um, had some odd stuff in it uh, which I need to swap around in for it to compile uh, Rivendell uses QT3 um, which is obviously quite old now uh, it looks alright but uh, it does mean when you've got a QT4 based system um, you've got to make sure it's pointing in the right to, uh, right place for it compiling um, so that didn't take too long I've have written a blog post on where I got the instructions from and uh, the changes I had to make because the instructions I had there were for uh, an older version of Ubuntu. Oh, uh, my bed music stopped. There we go. Start again. Um, what was next? So it uses MySQL and Apache, which is great. Um, MySQL is obviously for the database, um, for the music, and for almost everything else. Uh, the way this is set up is it's all in one big database. Um, it obviously doesn't store the music inside the database, but uh, it does store 
all the meta tags and a lot of uh, things like scheduling and the, and the whole setup of the system itself as well so it's quite easy to move the uh, setup of one one installed system to another back it up because it is just a mysql database um, you can even have that database running on a separate machine and uh, if you wanted to add a new machine they just have to point to that uh, database on the on on a separate server rather than having to copy it over onto each machine um, and Apache I understand it used to be that it would um, you'd need you know, use some system internally to doing its importing but um, now it's using Apache as part of the the import system um, which might be a little bit tricky because it means you have to set up Apache and have to set up all those things um, but it also the reason that they're using Apache now is because they can use a web-based uh, uploading system so you can create um, your tracks and carts and uh, and schedules and things through a web interface I've not got that working because I managed to mess something up um, because of the way Apache is set up on different systems but gotta work on that um, so that's cool Jack the um, the Jack audio connection kit as it's called is obviously awesome and my the, the way I've got everything set up on here is purely down to how amazing Jack is um, I've got basically Rivendell has a whole bunch of um, Jack outputs um, assuming that you obviously install the uh, you compile it with um, Jack support um, but we got a whole bunch of Jack outputs and uh, each uh, Rivendell, Rivendell um, program can be pointed to the different outputs uh, and then you can plug those outputs out into whichever system you want. I could in fact plug it into individual ports uh, as in sound ports on the sound card so if I wanted to use a hardware um, hardware mixer I could have the separate uh, outputs for going, coming from Rivendell out into separate things on the, on the sound card which then goes into the mixer and then the mixer can go out into external microphones and um, your, your FM transmitter or whatever you've got a lot of um, uh, flexibility um, but obviously as I'm just running off a, a desktop PC um, and uh, I've basically got Rivendell going out into Jack Mixer which is a standard uh, mixer setup um, you can create the sliders and um, for each thing and just label them and then plug in all your Rivendell stuff into that and then have that go out individually to each um, the recording and to my headphones and all of that play the music again should have got some more music anyway it doesn't matter um, that's working nicely. Um, Pulse Audio is not too bad now uh, with its jack support. So if I could, if I needed to play something which didn't have jack support, I could. Uh, obviously, I'm then reduced to only having one slider for that because it's only one output. Um, same with the input as well. If I had to use Pulse to do my um, my input on the on the voice, I'd have to do that. Um, so yeah, what's next? So the rest of the output I've got um, 
I've got actually got two sound cards running because the, the main sound card in the machine is running everything that Rivendell's doing um, but I've got a USB headset um, which I was able to run into Jack separately be using um, something called uh, Alsa In and there's also Alsa Out uh, it basically creates a separate um, Jack input and output um, for a different sound card uh, you get a bit of latency on it but I think for what I'm doing it's uh, perfectly good. So I've got all this stuff running in and out of uh, Rivendell and into Audacity. Um, yeah, I'm recording on Audacity. Um, I did ponder the idea of actually having Ardor running uh, and do a full-on multi-track thing so that the music, the bed music, the microphone, all of that is all on different um, different tracks running to a multi-track on Ardor so I could mix it afterwards if I did mess something up but I thought that's yeah that's a little bit too much to set up each time um, so it's just running into an audacity thing recording it as live um, some of the things I've got well, I'll talk about the basic uses of, of Rivendell itself this was me talking about my my setup itself so uh, I'm gonna play you another piece of music um, Another bit of Creative Commons uh, from Gemendo. Um, obviously, I picked something French, which is going to be really hard to pronounce. Um, and the track is called Delirion de Planite uh, by an artist called Lostana David. Probably David Lostana, actually, thinking about it. Okay, but uh, I'm going to play that. It's a nice bit of guitar and singing in, in French. Um, I should have done this, told you last time how long the track was so that uh, everyone who's completely bored by listening to music and wants to hear and you want to hear me drone about on about something later on um, uh, you can just stick to it anyway um, so this track is 3 minutes 45.7 seconds which is great this this it tells me right in front of me so you'll be able to skip forward about three minutes and uh, you know listen to me drone on about what I can do with Rivendell Okay, let's go. Maladie fait trop bien démodé, aussi mal coiffé écrasé, j'entretiens ma gueule négligée. J'esquive conseils et préjugés, défilé des gueules et télé. Fashion victime décalqué Délirante planète J'attends qu'on vienne me, me réveiller Je veux retourner d'où je viens C'est bon j'ai vu ce qu'est devenu La terre dégénérée Je veux retrouver tous les miens Vernissage et cocktail toute la nuit La modèle design en folie Je suis comme un ovni dans Paris Le regard bouseux que je suis son temps pour des conneries, urbanité, quelle maladie Délirante planète, j'attends qu'on vienne me réveiller Je veux retourner d'où je viens C'est bon, j'ai vu ce qu'est devenu la terre dégénérée Je veux retrouver tous les miens Pas de religion, pas d'addiction, pas droguer la course au pognon Cercle et deux vicieux moutons, ligotés dans la fosse au lion, j'ai 
Radio automation built on the proven Linux platform. You're experiencing Rivendell Radio Automation. Okay, right, I'm back, and I've changed the bed music. So let's have a talk about what I can actually do with Rivendell and what I have been trying to be doing while you're listening to me droning on. Uh, the main part and uh, the main playback. Uh, part of Rivendell is uh, an app, an well, application called uh, AirPlay, um, and basically it's uh, it's very touchscreen safe. Uh, it's a nice big chunky button, so if I had a touchscreen, I could be tapping away at it. Um, and it has got um, on one. I'll, I'll include a picture in in the show notes, and uh, you can have a look at that. But on one side, you've got um, the music, the main playlist that you're going to be going to be doing and you've got nice big green buttons that say start next to them and it gives you all the information you know the artists and uh, how long they are and uh, if they're playing it'll show uh, the little um, uh, progress bar going along a um, uh, nice thing is at the top you've got like this big uh, green circle um, and when you haven't got anything playing it just uh, sits there with nothing on but it becomes a, a clock basically it, t- it ticks along and uh, shows you at a glance how much longer you've got until uh, um, you need to play something else or start speaking. Um, 
it gives you a countdown after like with 20 seconds to go um but also each track um if you go in and uh, you, you set it up um each track can be, have a uh, a point on it where it says you can start talking now and so it can also count down to that so it can give you in a different color on the pie chart uh, on the clock uh, it'll tell you that so that's that's very neat and uh, really good for for DJs who got a lot going on all at the same time it's good that they can show you that um, it's got a clock on there um, which actually has the, the the actual time so you can just read that off um, and next to that you've got um, you've got a thing which can tell you when the next automatic um, track is gonna start um, the way it works is because uh, radio stations are obviously time sensitive you can set this all up so that it uh, things will start automatically at a certain time um, it's like I'm looking at the clock now and it's coming up to, to six o'clock and it could be that I'd uh, I could set up a a track to automatically start playing at this time and so it will tell me that um, it's going to do that so you better start talking quickly and uh, finish off what you're doing before this thing starts again um, it can also set it up so that um, each track is scheduled to play at a certain time um, but you can uh, tell it to do it all by manual but it will also tell you you know how far behind in the schedule you are and how much time you have to make up if you're ahead of schedule as well it can tell you that and so you can um, at a glance work out okay i need a track which is four minutes long to, to fit this space um obviously i haven't really done that uh, with this podcast um but i at work i'm working on student radio and things like that so i'm hoping to use this uh this software to do it so and that's going to help. Um, I'm rambling again, which is great when I'm doing this live. Uh, so let's uh, let's play about on the right-hand side of the the main AirPlay screen. They've also got um, customizable buttons, so you can play um, stings and idents and things like that. Um, okay, the the bed music stopping, so I'll be able to to show you this. I've got. Um, some buttons which I've set up now to do some sound effects. So, grenade! Lovely. Um, I've also got the dramatic boom. Drama. Um, and uh, obviously these these um, buttons can be set up with anything. I could set it up with music, which is what I've done with the bed music. Um, so the music is behind me. I can just uh, click that and it starts playing the bed music from earlier. Stop that. Um, I can also have like a thunderstorm behind me, so it sounds like I'm on a dark and stormy night. Anyway, um, so that's neat. One of the really cool things, well, not, like, kind of cool, this is, um, obviously this is based on old style. Yeah, let's stop the thunderstorm. Back to the music. Okay. Um, old style systems um, where you'd have a cart uh, for each piece of music so uh, you'd, this big sort of multi-track tape which you'd then you'd plug in to the system and you'd, you'd play it off that obviously now we're all digital we can have we can have whatever we want um, each song is on it an individual uh, cart on the database 
but it doesn't have to have just one piece of music in a car uh, or one sound. Um, what you can do, if you've got like a whole bunch of commercials from the same um, from the same same person, um, you can have the um, like multiple takes, multiple versions of that same commercial, um, and you can uh, click on it, it and it will play one. And then later on, you can click on it again and be sure that it's not going to play the same one, it will play the next one on the list. Um, so for example, the Rivendell um, radio automation um, is almost a commercial, a sting, uh, which I've been playing a couple of times over the podcast, uh, this thing. The best radio automation system you'll never pay for. Rivendell radio automation. Now I've got three of those, uh, and they're all assigned to the same button. Um, so if I press it again... Seriously now, don't you have better uses for $15,000? This is the open source Rivendell radio automation system. So that's the other one. And there's, so there's three of those, and it will play them in order, and then it will loop around every time you press it. So you could have um, a set of commercials, and you can be sure that you're not going to play the same one twice uh, in, in the same hour or whatever. Um, so that's all set up, and now you can have, um, you've got like a grid of, um, it's 5x5, five five. Uh, you can colour them, you can um, set them all up like that, you can, they, they flash when you press them. Um, um, but then I can have multiple versions of this of this panel. I can I can just click and uh, switch to another one, um, so that each show, if you're on a radio station, each show can have a different um, a different set. So that if, if a particular DJ likes his silly noises, he can just uh, set them all up once. It doesn't have to set them up again. Um, what else have we got here? That's the sound panel. The um, the right hand side of the of the of AirPlay also has um, a way you can set up the logs, uh, see what you have played and what you will be playing. Is uh, the playlist set up? Um, and it's all ultra complicated. You can have some auxiliary logs as well, playing music that doesn't turn up on the left hand side. Anyway, let's um, skip on a bit because this is uh, maybe far too complicated for me to just try and rattle off off my top of my head. Let's see, um, so that's AirPlay. Uh, importing music is can be quite easy. I mean, it's got a there's a there's an application, uh, a separate app for your know, library, and you can do the normal sort of importing. Um, you can set up. Um, normalizing, cropping the tracks down, obviously, uh, putting in more than one track into the carts, uh, which is uh, that's quite easy and straightforward, but you can do, a, if you had a, like a massive load of music you wanted to import all at once, you can set up a Dropbox folder um, on each machine, so um, you can it can look for a particular type of file in a, in a particular folder, and it will, if it sees it, there's a daemon running behind which just imports it all at once and pops it in. Um, obviously you are kind of limited to uh, if you've got decent ID3 track tags um, which is what it's what it gets its information from um, so you might be better off doing it one by one at which point you can also set up um, you know when's the save time to talk during a track so you don't go over um, uh, any singing or anything like that um, 
and all of that stuff. Um, so that's that's quite neat. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff I haven't properly gotten into. Um, the way it puts up uh, you, your playlists and your logs for each show, each time of day, can be all be automatically generated. Um, you've got like a there's a, a scheduling uh, wizard which you can um, set up. Right, I want this many tracks in an hour. Uh, they need to be between um, you know, about this long and then it will go through each um, track that it's got and um, create a playlist for you. It'll even let you avoid having like three 80s tracks in a row um, by using um, tags on, the, on each track as you've imported them and so the system itself will know I, I don't want to be playing aha three times in a row. Um, not that you'd want to. Uh, <laughs> But you could set it up that I, that you do. You just want 80s tracks in this hour, um, interspersed with a commercial. So it, this can be set up to be completely automated. It doesn't have to be uh, a DJ tool. So that's uh, that's quite cool. I need to get more into that. Um, there's a system called voice tracking as well, which allows you when you're creating your playlist, um, your play the logs. They're not limited to doing one thing after another with no overlap. Um, you can set segues so that it fades between the two. Um, and also you can set up um, a separate uh, file to play sort of between the two tracks overlapping each one. And you can set that up in the log. You can even record your voice directly into the system. Um, that's something I haven't really done yet as well, but uh, it is, it's so, yeah. I mean, I'm not regretting using it because it's, uh, it's very neat and it's it's just uh, practice using it. Um, and that's one problem I think that they've, they've had is that generally it's only radio stations using it. And so therefore the people who have set it up and things like that have set it up in their particular way and so it's not really uh, a cookie cutter thing you can't just install it and hope that it works um, you have to really work at it which is a shame because it means that it's a lot harder to get up and running just to show someone that Yo, look you could do this so easily um, anyway that's that's a digression I, I'm, I'm a little it's taken me a long time trying to get the document, getting the right pieces of documentation to get it installed properly. Anyway, I've been talking for a long time. Um, I shall play you another track, uh, and then have a little talk about some of the more advanced things like admin um, and some of the database stuff as well. If I think of anything. Anyway, so let's have a go with that. Uh, this next track is by an artist called Tanya T6. It's called Pieces Fly Away, got it off Jamendo, it's about four minutes long and it is pretty generic R&B fluff, so uh, if you want to skip forward four minutes I wouldn't blame you, um, apart from it being you know, a break from my droning nasal voice which I'm sure I'm going to get sick of when I listen to this recording. I've been recording for 35 minutes. Lovely. Right, okay, let's go on. This is Tanya T6, Pizza Fire Away. Go! I just 
you go? I can't keep chasing when you gave up long time ago I need to shake it off, got a long way to go, oh no Yep, 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 I wanna, I wanna change lanes Did you go? I can't keep chasing when you gave up long time ago I need to shake it off, got a long way to go, oh no Rivendell Radio Automation. There we go. Right. Enough of that fluff. What was I going to talk about? Oh, right. Okay. So, um, the admin interface on Rivendell is quite cool because um, you can, from. Because the database doesn't only hold all your song info and your actual radio stuff, you can actually manage your users. Um, so you can have separate users logging into different machines. Um, you can actually manage um, on the on each of the host machines, as in you know each you know, if you had a terminal which is hooked up to the the broadcast system, um, each 
system uh, can be managed um, using the, the Rivendell system rather than trying to do something with the Linux system. It's got its own thing all over the top and it's all on the same database as your music. Um, you can manage uh, how the sound hardware is hooked up to Rivendell itself. You can manage uh, all sorts of uh, things, Each how each, um, each program, each application behaves. Uh, lots of things like that and it's very neat because it means that if you do have um, your database on a separate machine it means you have multiple machines all log in, in the same, uh, to the same database uh, and get their settings from there so you don't have to mess about too much and MySQL is quite easy enough to transfer um, so that's neat. There's a whole bunch of stuff in the admin. Um, you can set up uh, all sorts of reporting systems. Uh, you can back up the database, restore the database, um, different things like that. So that's uh, it's quite comprehensive. Uh, it's a bit ugly. It's Qt3, um, but it works. Um, I'm quite liking this sort of, I mean, just it, the way that the system just sits on top of um, your Linux system uh, means it doesn't matter really what you're, what you're running. I mean, you could, you know, have different machines running SUSE and Fedora and Ubuntu and, and things like that, and it wouldn't matter too much because they all work, all going to work on top of it. Um, and presumably if they were to port it to the Mac or, or Windows, um, which is always possible, I mean, QT's, um, multi-platform anyway if they did set it up like that you could have a windows box running uh, off the same and uh, off the same information so that's that um, as I talked about a little bit the web interface I didn't get set up properly but I think it's more to do with how Apache set up on different uh, distros so um, next time I do a full install of Rivendell I'll start from scratch and try and do it properly um, there's also a whole sort of interesting macro system um, which allows you to send um, sort of a commands across the network to each individual machine. Um, it's, it's, so it can send messages to, there's a, there's a, a part of AirPlay has actually got, a, there's a little box and that can be, that can flash up messages. Um, obviously that can be in real time, so uh, like a, a station manager can send a message to the DJ um, or even it can be uh, on a time thing, it's like having a cron job flash up a message to you on a terminal, it's this, uh, the scheduler on the, on the system can actually remind you to do something, uh, like remind the DJ or remind whoever's using it. Um, that's very deep and there's a lot of stuff, it's all nicely Linux like in like in that it's got you know lots of scripting and, and, and things like that. Lots of potential to do some really interesting things. Um, yeah. It's odd. Sorry, you couldn't hear that. Um, that's an interesting thing actually um, that mess up has reminded me. Uh, with each panel, uh, each uh, sound source, you can have um, one, one you, you start something playing and then you start something else playing from the same uh, place. It can be split into two 
um, jack outputs. Um, so it's like just then I, I press the button on uh, the panel, which is playing the bed music, uh, and it started playing it on the second track. Um, so it meant that you couldn't hear it, but I could because it was busting into my headphones because that must have been hooked up somewhere, but it wasn't hooked up to uh, the recorder. So that was fun. So it was, it was it was just finishing off one bed music and trying to play the other one. So I had to stop them both and then start again. That probably didn't make any sense to you. So I'll, yeah, bleh. Anyway, live. Uh, I'm going to be brilliant at this, aren't I? Okay, so let's have a look at this. I've got how uh, much more. See, I've got three more tracks of music. I don't know how I've managed to do too much there. Oh well. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about podcasting. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of podcasts like um, well, just about every podcast these days. You like to do their stuff um, as live, uh, essentially, and broadcast it. So you've got Jack. So as long as you've set up um, something like Dark Ice. Um, you can have that. Just you could broadcast whatever you like out into into Icecast. Um, so I'm probably going to be able to do that, assuming anyone wants to listen to me. Um, I think I might think about doing using Ardor to do the recording um, because it means I've got my separate tracks, and it means that it'll sound like it's live, but the the multi-track. Uh, thing would help me a lot, um, especially with, uh, when I'm mucking about like this and it's uh, I'm doing it as live, but it doesn't sound very good. Um, um, yeah, I could cut out all of those, you no, know, all these ums. Um, but anyway, anyway, so that seems to be working all right. I'm actually, I'm, as I started this, it's uh, it's feeling. Quite a lot easier to do once you start talking. I tried starting this three times um, and managed to get tongue-tied, so this is the third, third time's the charm. Um, I won't play you any more music because well, I've got three more tracks there. I could, but I'm, my throat's hurting anyway. I'm sure the wife will be home soon. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, let's... Uh, I w I'm going to leave everything in the, in the show notes. That would be... Uh, to do with Rivendell, uh, Rivendell Audio, if you Google for that you should be able to find it. Um, it's really neat and I think one problem is that their documentation is basically a wiki and it's not great because a lot there's several pages on there which are just copy pastes from forums so you're hunting around a lot. Um, obviously I haven't, I haven't had enough experience in it in order to think I'm sure there is plenty of documentation on things other than Ubuntu, like OpenSUSE, which is what um, the main developers develop it for. They've probably got great things for that, but um, Debian and, and Ubuntu, it's not quite as good, and uh, it would be great if more people look, could look at it um, and maybe look into using it for podcasting, especially live podcasts, because if people are, are doing things as live anyway it might be nice to try and use a system which is designed for live broadcast of stuff um, there is a, a really big manual and operation guide but unless you're going to read it from cover to cover uh, there, there isn't really nice tutorials um, n not many anyway and when they are they're 
by other people. They've stuck it on their blog, and uh, if more people could be doing that as like official um, documentation, it might be nice. Um, there's also a, a lack of um, screencasts, at least on YouTube. I, I did look around but I couldn't really find anything, so that's something I might do myself once I've gotten into everything, but um, it's very tricky to get into into Rivendell because it's so vast, there's so much stuff there, and I'm having enough trouble explaining it to myself, let alone to you lot. Anyway, I think I'll wrap this up now. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, uh, go to orkondk.com, which is A-U-K-O-N-D-K.com. Uh, I've got a crappy little um, page, you know, a landing page. Uh, it's got a link to my new blog, which is on a separate site, bluedriver.com, which is where I'm going to put all my projects. Um, so yeah, if uh, you want to chat to me on Google+, Twitter, occasionally, um, I've got I've, there's links to everything on orcomdk.com. Um, so you lot have a nice day. I don't know who I'm talking to necessarily. You probably already turned off. I, I bet no one's even listening anymore. Um, I'm probably I'm not even going to put this out once I've listened to it back. But I'll probably make myself do it. Oh, dearie, dearie. Okay, links in the show notes, uh, especially to all the music I've played, because um, obviously Creative Commons, you have to give attribution. Uh, everything was basically either by SA or by. I didn't do anything, which is NC, because yeah, that's all big trouble with that. I just ignore anything that's NC. Um, anyway. Yeah, I've gone quiet. I, okay, that's it's time to stop. Have a great day, uh, and I hope you enjoy the next episode of Hacker Public Radio a lot more than than this one because I've. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Right. Stop, Stephen. Stop. Stop. Let's uh, let's um. There we go. Grenade. Wind. Thunder. Oh my God. And we shall be. Okay, I'm getting lost now. Let's let's play the Rivendell thing, and then I shall play the outro music, and um, I'll see you next time, maybe. The best radio automation system you'll never pay for. Rivendell Radio Automation. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.